Hey guys, welcome back to Scene 2020. I'm Colette. I'm Alice. And today we have another guest. Say hi, Nikki. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, this episode, we're going to talk about books generally. Yeah. But like why books and stories are important, and especially books in a world where we're just overly saturated by technology and like podcasts and YouTube and movies and like why I keep going back to books. Basically. So is your major English, Nikki? Yeah, yeah. So I finished that end of 2018, which is such a sad day. It was over. <laughs> uh, especially because the last unit I did was such a good one. And then I was like, where has this been the whole degree? So it was called Nature Writing. Um, but they got us to read a book um, every single week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, for the semester, which is like a lot. Um, but yeah, so I graduated that. But then I don't think there's anything... I don't know necessarily that I will do anything with that degree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's my plan. See. <laughs> but regardless, I'm sure it taught you Oh yeah. abundantly. Yeah, well, you know, I can write a really coherent email. Oh. <laughs> that's what we like to walk out of uni with. <laughs> well, it's needed. Like, Definitely. Fine. Some people really can't. <laughs> so in that unit, or maybe just in your degree in general, yeah. what was your favourite text that you read? Oh, wow, all right. So it was, it was definitely still within that same class. Um, and I read, the, it was toss up between two. So there was Drylands by Thea Astley, um, which was a late 19, she wrote it in the late 1990s and she was actually like a quite acclaimed Australian writer at the time anyway. So, but she self-proclaimed that as her last novel ever um, because she kind of viewed, it's kind of about like the apocaly- apocalyptic type world and like the death of literature, oh. which is like quite apt. Um, but that's kind of what she viewed, you know, it's like, a, there were a lot of sentiments about that in like two, upcoming to the, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really well written because the whole thing is that she v- looks at the main pub outside of the, her window, the main character, and she comments on, like she writes a little mini story about each of the people she like knows and sees, but they're not real stories, she's writing stories about yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like fiction within fiction, which is really great, like really interesting. That's but the, it's a little like it's a little sad because most of the stories are just end quite sadly. Um, there was only like one character who ended up getting some sort of release and like redemption. But but I don't think it's really such a bad thing to read like a dreary novel. I no. don't think there has to be a happy yeah. ending. No, I, I love mean, myself a tragedy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think also just side note, like Romeo and Juliet is really underrated. Like honestly, like I. That is my favourite one. Everyone's like, no, no, like cliche or whatever. But no, I love that bit. It's only cliche because it's being made cliche because Mm. it's so brilliant. Everyone's citing it all the time. Yeah, Yeah, but like that is the ultimate tragedy because you fall in love with the couple. You realise how like crazy it is. And then you just remember the prologue. Like it's that sinking feeling when you remember that they're going to die. Yeah. You were told at the beginning. (laughs) You were told at the beginning. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Okay. I always love stories like that where they basically tell you from the get go this is going to screw you up and like, or like they just tell you the outcome yeah. and you still read anyway. And I think that's a testament like to the fact that we love a good story. You go on the journey. Yeah. It's not yeah. about the destination. <laughs> not to be. Yeah. You, you like want to delve into all the details and you're like, how, how do we get there? Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that 13 reasons why mm. thing anyway, because like, you know, did you guys ever read those? It was it like Goosebumps or something? Yeah. Where it's like the ones where you pick your own ending. Yeah. And it's like if you want to do this, go to page Choose 34. Like so weird, but like so fun. They were fun, but also yeah. I I don't know why I that could was never. school. Like, the 
I could never get by, like, I, I don't know, I would get to page 30, like, and then they'd be like, jump to page 98, oh, you died. <laughs> I just never, I just never got very far. Uh, yeah, so you just picked the wrong option. Yeah, I just wasn't great. I would have died in the horror films, guys, sorry. But um, tragedies, I, like, one of my favourite novels, if not my favourite, is Gatsby. Mm. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. That one is probably my only favourite film adaptation. Which yeah. one? The Robert Redford one or the Leo DiCaprio one? DiCaprio. Duh, yeah. The other <laughs> oh, one is so yeah. slow. Yeah, it is, yeah. it is a brilliant adaptation. Because mm. so often, because I, I remember seeing in the, like, the podcast notes that you guys wanted to maybe talk about like your favourite adaptations, and mm. I have quite a controversial opinion that like if it was a book, it cannot be a movie because it just oh. ruins it. But that one I actually quite liked. Interesting. Yeah, because I just take, um, I suppose like I just really, really enjoy the elements of a book. Mm-hmm. itself like the way it describes stuff i just never think that a director can capture the the level of detail that's in it like because it well say, say i like um say i'm a director and i match the description to it. as an audience member you just don't take notice of it you just feel it mm-hmm. and i feel like it's like this intense level of feeling when you read it about like if they've described a scene it's definitely a very different experience yeah yeah i think directors do a good job at trying to capture oh, yeah, it but sure. for me it's always like the inner monologue of characters that yeah. lacks and you get that and you get such a depth and and intimacy with other characters in books that you just can't yeah. seem to match in a film mm. as a general rule i feel like i usually will like make a decision like about whether i'm gonna read the book or watch the movie yeah for sure yeah i generally will go it's based on I take when it says this is based on a true story or this is based on a book I literally take it as they've taken it as inspiration it is a completely different medium do not compare oh yeah do not compare that is a good point do not compare like it, it cannot, is a different it can't re- truly do it no justice it's just it like the story or something yeah like if you like the story of it or something and, yeah and you want to see it in a visual form go and see the movie mm. but don't say that it was so terrible because it wasn't the book because it never will be did you ever see at slash read the book thief yes okay yeah. i could yeah. not bring myself to watch that movie because that is possibly my favorite book what a great book um, right it's so, so, so clever mm-hmm. and like beautiful and when that like i saw the ad for that movie and i was just like i can't do it no, I, I watched it, not. did not do it justice. I mean, not that we can compare. No. <laughs> no, but it couldn't. How, like, how could it? it no, it was yeah. so fantastic. Like, oh. And I guess that was, like, my most painful thing going through school. Like, so obviously it was so great when I got to uni and could study English with people who wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, like, most people who, most people wanted to. Um, but it was so painful at school being locked into English class. Where, like, obviously everyone has to do it. Everyone has to read the books. Mm-hmm. And people's hatred for these books is so painful but it's so beautifully written yeah. it's so clever it's i mean there were people who hated to kill a mockingbird and i just i was like this is a classic what i i mean we do that book was moving it was moving and that's the kind of book that you can go back to multiple times in your life and pick different things up from yeah which i think is like it's a really special thing when a book can be reread yeah yes that's yeah. true not many books i i can't reread many books at all no i've read no. the harry potter series like seven times guys wow. <laughs> it's can i just not find another series to read maybe but like yeah yeah no i'm really not a big like rereader do you think that's like with Harry Potter is that because you like going back into that world or is that because you actually like rereading the actual sentences of the book do you know what I mean ah okay yes I do um there are some books that I read and I can't get through 
the plot or connect with the characters, but it's written beautifully. Yeah. And there are some that are like written, eh, okay, but the story is amazing. Mm-hmm. With Harry, it's always both. Interesting. Like, there are yeah. some that will pick up on a sentence or the way something's going and be like, oh, beautiful. I want to use that in my writing. Mm. But in all honesty, I do go back to the story and the world and the magic. And, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I think like, and the childhood. So to it. Yeah. So, okay, recently, like on that, I, I read a book called Normal People Ooh. by Sally Rooney. Mm-hmm. The characters are not particularly likable, but at the same time, they are relatable. Mm. So, like, it's interesting. It's so interesting to go through a book where you don't like the main character. Like, mm. that's, or, like, one of the main characters. And you, like, I got to the end. It was, like, really fantastic novel. But I got to the end and I was like, Connor's a bit of a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was still like, you're still a bit of a douchebag. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> But then that that's kind of what made the book so good. Yeah. Because it was, like, a love story, but not. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys think? Is like a book's diet, do you think? Is I like the like art of reading going? Yes, mm. for sure. Like within reason. Mm. Like people just push it to the side burner a lot. But then I think with podcasts coming up and then Audible slash yeah. like... Kindle and that uh, kind of No, 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 no. Like actually, well, I mean, like, obviously that's what you're but yeah. yeah, audiobooks, that's the word. I'm <laughs> like what is the word? Um, yeah, but so that this is the question I wanted to ask you. Like... Within my friends, it's been like a quite a debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that, and if you listen to an audiobook that you read the book? I have not actually listened. Oh, no, I have. I, I listened to Tower of Dawn in the Sarah J. Mass series, Kingdom of Ash, uh, not Kingdom of Ash, uh, Throne of Glass. And the reason I did was because I could put it on two times speed and get through it quicker. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's so true. funny. Um, but apart from that, Kindle I have used like ebooks and stuff because it's just easier traveling. to carry when yeah. you go traveling. Yeah. But apart from that, I really like a physical mm. book. Yeah, no, but I think that's a good question. Mm. Like, have you read the book if you've listened to it? Um, because yeah. <laughs> I like subscribed to Audible for a little while and I've cancelled it now because I just wasn't using it enough. Um, but I was using it for like autobiographies mm-hmm. read by like the person because I found that actually a really special experience. Like, like Michelle Obama's yeah, autobiography, I really enjoyed listening to her, like listening to literally to her tell her story. Like that was yeah, that's really true. great. And also, is it Amy Poehler? Her her book was really great to listen to and I also listened to Tina Faith's mm-hmm. um, Bossy Pants. So that's what I like went for. And then I tried to listen to a novel. I can't even remember what novel I tried to listen to because I just tuned out. Yeah. I, yeah, I just couldn't, I I couldn't focus. Um, but I think that if I had... I wouldn't say that I'd read those books. I'd say I listened to them. Mm. Yeah, I know people who say I read it. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like it grinds your gears. No, no, it doesn't. It's more just like I just had never thought about it before until I heard someone say, you can't say you read the book because you listened to it. Like, it's just not the same. And then I thought, oh, but yeah. you're listening to every word. Like, it's not like watching a film. Like, it's the same words that yeah. the author wrote and they're still going into your mind. But, yeah, but you're not You're not reading. Mm. And yeah, I, I feel like you focus on different things. Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, I just, then I'll listen on my commute or I'll, listen while I drive and I'm like I still go in and out though yeah. like I'm going to do it that way you're okay. not can you say that you've read it because you have like there's a certain I guess feelings attached to actually reading something mm. and the like, concept of being immersed in it 
Yeah. Like the and fact not, that you know where you're and up you're to not, and like, like you know, when I was listening to those audiobooks, I'm on the I'm on the bus to work or I'm maybe even going for a run or something like that. Like I'm doing other things. Mm. Um and my eyes are looking at other things and I've got more there's more like input. So like you said, mm. it's not like you're not just immersed by one medium. The thing oh uh, yes, okay. The thing with books that I've found then is that you it's like uh you can't multitask. When you're reading you can't do anything else but No, you can't. You no. know? Um and it's quite a it's an intense focus kind of thing. So yeah, when you are running and reading listening reading to the audiobook, listening to the audiobook, mm. it is a different experience. Yeah. Well even like it lets you if you're listening to your audiobook audiobook on your phone, maybe you're scrolling through your phone mm. at the same time, yeah. which takes away the beauty of like I mean I think that's one of the reasons why reading is so good for our like mental health or our general and you well being. An audio audio book. Okay, there we go. Keep wanting to say the word audible, and I was like, I feel like I've been productized. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by Audible. Like, honestly, We're not, guys. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like just listening to so many of those ads, and then now I'm like, I've just been hoodwinked. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no um, yeah, you can't share it. Yeah, so I think that is one of my favorite things about books because I don't really reread them. So then that's why when I read a book, like I get obsessed and then want to give it to everyone so mm, we can all talk about it. I love that. Is that part of any book clubs? Uh, yeah, I started one last year. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I basically finished my English degree, and then I was like, I'm going to miss reading books, and like, if I don't have any sort of impetus to do it, like, we won't. So we only meet every couple months or so, so we've only done a couple yeah, I like that, though. Yeah. But then um, one of the girls' audiobooks, she owned the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so she recommended a book, and we were all like, okay, sure. And I had put, like, a 300-page cap on it. Because obviously, like, that's the even is still quite long. Yeah. And I, but then I went to go get the book, like, two weeks or something before um, the book club. And then it was something like 550 <gasps> pages. And But because she'd listened to it, she had no idea how long it was. Mm. And I was a bit like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to audiobook it. And then, yeah, we all, it was hilarious. Everyone had to audiobook. Everyone had to listen to it on two times speed. And it just sounded so funny because it was set in Middle England. And then the guy <laughs> reading it did all the accents. That's like, so I was funny. dying. Like, we were just... <laughs> laughing the whole way through so then obviously you don't get the same experience no. because it was just a giggle first like mm. the whole time so what about uh the best book that you read this year what would that be for you mm. um that normal people book could not mm. shut up about it honestly you gave it to like 17 people already damn yeah i'm gonna like, have to read it yeah yeah <laughs> it's also the kind of that uk thing where they graduate school and then they go off to college and like they move they move out yeah and that's like something foreign to what I have experienced. Like, mm. I'm still under my parents' roof. Yeah. Mm. And probably will be for a while, so... <laughs> Relate. Yeah. 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 But, like, uh, it was just interesting t- to read about them going off to college and, like, making friends and mm. things like that. Mm. Every book I've read this year has gone out of my head. What have I read this year? I'm the same. I so often do that, and I'm just like... I know. I've read many books. Mm. Many. <laughs> I was looking back at some of the ones that I've read. Um, well, first of all, I didn't read half as much as I wanted to this year. Um, maybe I'll make Your up goal. for it. <laughs> My goal. Maybe I'll make up for it in like November, December when I have more free time, um, which is always the case. Well, that was the best thing about this book. I literally inhaled it in a day. Oh, I yeah. love that. You know that's a good book when you're you cannot stop. You I just did gotta that. Keep going. I, I read so um, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I read I read Hunger Games in four hours. So I read a book in the winter break called how to be a good wife which is a fictional book 
with a funny title. So, so this book, How to Be a Good Wife, is by Emma Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good, actually. So the whole premise of the book was it was about a wife who, like, on her wedding day by her mother-in-law got given a book on how to be a good wife. Um, oh and it sounds like it's, I know it sounds kind of silly, but it was actually a really intense, deep book. Um, but it was one of those books where like the whole time, you know, something's not quite right and there's more to the story and you just have to read right to the end to actually know what's going on. Um, because she's got like a lot of memory loss from like before her marriage and stuff like that. But it was really, a really fantastic book. Oh yeah. Very absorbing. Interesting. Yeah. I would say my, my favorite one so far has probably been, um, the sequel in the Nevermore series, which is, yes, meant to probably be for, like, children. Um, it's called Wondersmith by Jessica Townsend, but I love it because she's, like, spent so long building this world in her head and suddenly we're getting to read it all and, it's like, the characters are so good and so amazing. But the thing that I wanted to bring up was that it's interesting. Um, right now I'm, I'm reading Nevernight. It's... Uh, uni has just taken over, so it's taking far longer than what it should. But it's by um, a male author, Jay Kristoff. And I really love it, but I remember the last book I tried to read was, um, that was by a guy. I could not, for the life of me, get through it. And I don't think it was because it was written by guys. Like, I've read a lot of books written by men. But this one was just so, like... I don't know, it was like he was really focused on the female character's breasts all the time. And I oh, was, yeah, I was so like, can we go past that? Like, but there was this thing that um, my sister was reading this book and she was a good 200 pages in and there were only male characters and the only mention of any female was like one of the character's mothers in like yeah. some throwaway comment. And it got me thinking that I really do actually, especially in my young adult life, I guess, seek out books with really interesting, complex characters. But a lot of the books that I read do tend to be by women. Mm. Oh, well, literally in my high school, <laughs> I would not read it unless the front cover was pink or Hello Hearts. Like, wow. <laughs> like, That's I so needed funny. a romance book. Like, there was, like, just, like, that young, like, fiction. <laughs> Like, Angus Long's A Perfect Snogging got me through. <laughs> yeah. Okay, first question. Yeah. Have you ever, like, read, like, an erotic novel? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Into it? Um, okay. No, I don't even think I've got my hands on one. Funny story. Here we go. Year 11. Oh! <laughs> one of my friends, one of my friends rocks up to class. And she's got Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh! When it was all I've read, read parts of Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. But, but she goes, it's so good. Like, she was raving. Would come to class every week, every every day we had class. And yeah. just on and on. And then one day, it flipped. She was like, I'm so bored. It's not happening. Like, it was just the same stuff over and over again, apparently. And I couldn't have a conversation with her about it without, of course, reading it. So, yeah, well, borderline I'm, Twilight, like, as well. <laughs> I mean, that's literally its inspiration. And yeah. I was not a Twilight fan. I was very vehemently Harry Potter. Um, and there really? was... Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't pick it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't do both. I did try with Twilight. I respect anybody who does read Twilight or has read it and was a fan. I just wasn't on that bandwagon. Um, oh, Twilight was so good in year six. I just <laughs> it was a banned it. book at my school. Oh, oh no way! Saucy. Yeah, it's because well, in primary school you were not you were not allowed to read it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I just was so pissed off because there was this girl in the class, and I was maybe through like book two or three or something at the time because I don't you know come to the party late or whatever. Mm. Um, she spoiled the fourth book <gasps> to my face. Brilliant. Yeah, but like just on purpose, and I was just like, well, oh, cool, cool, like great. So then I never read the last book because I was like, well, what's the point? Like now I know. 
That's so sad. But, um, so sorry. That's so <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. Actually, I want to talk about spoilers after this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I went off and, and read it and I found the exact same thing. I was like, oh, this is a bit spicy. And then it just wasn't anymore. Um, and, yeah, I got kind of bored with it. And I think the reason for that was because I wanted a story and good characters and people that I really liked. Yeah, um, well, I think so, at some point, like, it also depends how you approach not that I really read erotic novels, no. but like it would be just, like some people would read it and be like, oh, it was a bit cringy or a bit corny or something. But like, yeah. I feel like if you were in that headspace where like you wanted it to do something for you, then like it would be more interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, I want, a, I want a man to do that to me. Like, whoa. There's yeah. also like a fine line sometimes between like a romance novel and an erotic novel. Like, I think some, like, I actually have not read any except Fifty Shades of Grey, which I've read like two chapters of. But, mm. um, but I, I, can, I love a good intimate scene. Like, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. And I think that, I mean, there's a reason those books are so popular as mm. well. Like, yeah, but one of my favorite episodes of Friends is oh. where like oh. Rachel has the like erotic novel like my burning lines, <laughs> and it's all like like page turned and like it's obviously been read like fifty times and like who finds it like Joey, Joey finds Joey. it or something? Yes. Yeah, so but the other one that's funny is with um Chandler's mum who writes those books and then Rachel tries oh to gosh. write one herself. Oh yeah, that's a I funny one. That. Do you remember that? that? Season, yeah, in season one, and she gives it. Uh, she gives oh, it to I all the friends that. at the That's end, so and she's got all these spelling mistakes in it. <laughs> Books are interesting like that, especially the romance kind. If we're gonna like go into that category, I guess. Yeah. Um, they kind of build unrealistic expectations, but also build nice little fantasies. Like there's a there's a two way toss up. Yeah, like I actually, I'm a, I would say the opposite of you. Like I don't super enjoy reading a book that's somewhere else. Like it's like a it's like another world. Like oh, okay. I want it to feel as like strangely relatable as possible. Or, I like, love those too. Like just based like like the story could be happening in my next door neighbor's mm-hmm. house sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like that's kind of more. Yeah, like, I'm saying. Like it's, it's like it's not real but real. Yeah, I, I love like those, yeah, yeah. So it's a fiction, but mm. it could it could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be happening. Yeah. Like that's my favorite, mm-hmm. and especially because I am the absolute worst. Like if there's anything that I don't believe, like. Or something I find not believable, mm-hmm. then it's just over for me. Like hugely controversial. I hated A Star Is Born. <gasps> I loved it. I yeah. haven't seen it. So <laughs> covered all bases. No, I. There was too many bits in it. I was like, wait, like why didn't she just ask? Or like why didn't she just talk? Like there was just so many things. I was like, mm, no. that just would not have happened. <laughs> oh, oh, this is sad. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. No. See, okay, I really like. I, I would not. <laughs> She's what like, waste. Cancelled. I I really do like a contemporary like novel where it could be happening in you know your backyard or whatever. Um, but I think that I oh, I don't know where do I draw the line? Like, it has to be well done. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I would see like huge exceptions to Harry Potter, but <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was really well done and so unique of its time. Mm-hmm. So like, anything like similar to that now is not. I mean, Spiderwick, that one was great too. <laughs> that was, I only read, um, I only saw the movie for that. I, I did like it. Oh, the books were good. They yeah. left out my favourite book in like when they did the movie because they condensed it. They always bunch. leave out the stuff. I know, the Quidditch. Oh, oh. Number five. <laughs> I know. Oh, actually, um, this trilogy, I've. Actually, you know what? Book recommendations from friends are the best, I will say, mm. because um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, and mm. which is a trilogy by Sarah J. Maas, who is one of my favorite authors ever. Um, and yes, it's a fantasy, fine, sue me. But there's <laughs> there's another one uh, by Jojo Moyes, 
um, Me Before You. And people just know it really for the film that Amelia Clark and Sam Claflin yeah. are in. Uh, but it's actually also a trilogy. Oh, I didn't know it was a trilogy. I knew it was the book, yeah. but yeah. But that one's a contemporary, and I really do love that one as well. It's nice. Yeah, I thought that that movie ended up... Well, maybe, and then obviously the book, but like, got a lot of flack, I think. Mm. Like, they got in, not trouble, but like... Yeah. People were really angry that he was saying, you know, don't... I think, like, don't be with me or something. Yeah, yeah and which then, was like literally in the book anyway, and I, that, I, yeah, it always annoys me when people see the movie and then. Oh, jump. but people always just find the negative in everything. Mm. Like, um, I don't remember who it was. I think someone said to me once, they were like, oh, I mean, it's a common phrase, but they said, oh, mis- misery loves company. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is just so true. Like, people just consistently try and bring you down. Mm. Wow. Like, there's something you just got to know when you write something or when you say something. Not everyone will like it. No. And they will always People be. love to hate. They really do. Mm. Everyone's got an opinion. You oh, just people love do to hate anonymously. Uh, like, that is yeah. insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's finish with, like, when you're reading, mm. do you take note of the characters? Do you take note of the setting? Do you put yourself in the character's shoes? Is it the story mm. that you're there for? Like, why do you read, basically? I never give the characters a face, even if they describe them. Wow. Honestly, like, I... It's almost like... <laughs> I can't even explain, like, it's, hmm, they, I don't want to say they're headless, but, like, they're headless. Like, it's almost, like, more, more definitely like blurred, faceless. Kind of, yes. yeah. So, when I see them interact, like, it's almost just from the neck down. Mm, that's like, really interesting. Yeah, just so, and that's why I get so mad when things get turned into movies, because I can never unsee those faces. Even, and yeah. even when people say, oh, yeah, they picked someone who's really true to the description. I'm like, no, but my description didn't have a face. <laughs> like, he, like, they were beings. Like, they had a soul and they had a character, but they didn't have the physical, the physical features. Because mm-hmm. it's the fact that, like, you know when we talk about, like, rereading things, the fact that at different stages in life it could change. Like, it's almost yeah. like if you went back and it mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think that's the special thing about books is, like, when you go when lots of people read it then they're like oh I read it completely differently yeah. Yeah. and you can't really read a movie differently like if you all you see the same you can interpret a movie differently yeah. but you don't see it differently yeah, yeah, with, yeah. within yeah within reason mm. and it's because we focus on different things yeah mm. yeah yeah see yeah I definitely read for the characters like I just get so like I Invested. love I love those books that really like you were saying go into like the inner world of the characters and like I love to like like figure them out mm. and like yeah um and i'm interested in where the plot goes so far as i really care about what happens to the character you're a character driven plot kind yeah. of gal i think i mean i definitely do love a character driven plot and i actually for some characters do have them headless um like yeah, yeah for me yeah. there will never be a perfect resand from a court of thorns and roses i'm sorry it's not happening i don't care which actor they get you can try but it won't happen mm-hmm. um he is just oh but I think the way I, or like the thing that I focus on while we're reading, um, is probably, yeah, maybe the world building and like the amount of detail that's gone into be it the characters or be it the world itself. I really love just deep diving into mm. another universe, whether it is a contemporary one or this, mm. like I really love in contemporary novels, um, you know, when the character has this one street that they walk on and a million things happen on that one street within the book yeah. and it becomes its own world. Cornelia Street. Oh, Cornelia Sorry. Street. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So but I really, I think I love, the, the thing I love most about books is that there are some things you can't shake after reading them. There are some lines that stay with you forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, really exactly. That. Or just images and like, mm. or almost just like feelings. Yeah. I just remember reading like in high school. I read this series called The Summer Series by Jenny Han. So she, the one who wrote... To All the Boys. Yeah, To All yeah. the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah, so fantastic trilogy. So, so good. But the best thing about it is that in the second and third books, because it's like a love triangle, you get chapters from the boys' point of view about oh, the girl. I like that. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I was so excited. Multiple perspectives was, are so great. Especially in high school when you're like, I never know what the boy is thinking. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Now just, I do. I know what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a fantastic book. So yeah, really excited about oh. that. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much for coming, Nikki. That was a great conversation. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Oh. Well, you know, I like reading. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you guys have any book recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you read any of the books that we read. Yeah. Mm. And what did you like about them slash did you like them at all? Do you have any of those characters? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good question. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Seeing 2020. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at seeing underscore 2020. And don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify. If you have a friend or 20 you think would love to join our conversation, please share this podcast with them. In the meantime, we hope you have a beautiful day and we'll talk soon.